You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hi, Melissa. Hey, Elisa. I think we're up to, what, 383 of Geeky Show Ever? That's what I have in my notes. I just I do think that's what the notes the, tell me to do. I think that's also the temperature here. <laughs> yeah. When oh, my it. God. It is so hot. Like, uh, right now, as we record, it's 89 degrees, but feels like 95. So I do have a fan in the background, but I don't have it on full blast. So just in case there's any little buzzing you might hear in the back, that's probably my fan. Though I don't think the microphone is picking it up. I didn't hear it's, it. Last, last time I recorded, you said there would be a lot of noise, but I didn't really... I didn't really hear anything. It didn't bother me. That was outside. Back. That was outside okay. noise because I was, I, I'm back mm. to being downstairs. That was when oh, I was upstairs okay. and I had the windows wide open. I'm like, I don't care. It's just too hot. Right. So it's I the end think, of summer, but it's still hot. I think the listeners will forgive us for needing to cool ourselves down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it is rough, but it's I'm not only going to get up to two, 102 um, today. Yeah. I, I don't complain. I would, I'm in the minority. I know that, but I would much rather have it too hot than too cold. You yeah. can cool, you know, at least for me, you can cool off, mm-hmm. but you can't warm up. Once yep. that cold is in your bones. I agree. I agree. It just stays there. It does. It really does. So, so I understand you have a couple of tips that you would like to share with the listeners. I do. I have, let's see, I have one tip. Uh, the first thing I'll start off with is, so this is interesting. Have you ever gotten a voicemail and you know how when they call and it attempts to transcribe it? I mean, it's not perfect, but it's just good enough so that you can, for the most part, <laughs> never really have to listen to another voicemail again. No, you actually might want to listen. There's there's details that it, it misses a lot of times. So I usually do listen to them. But this was interesting. So this is my real world example. Um, I had a question for my dog's veterinarian. So I emailed them because, you know, I just don't want to deal with people. <laughs> so I emailed them, totally non-confrontational. Uh, I asked a question about, um, you know, something like chondroitin, something for joint health, because, you know, she's she's getting a little bit older and starting to struggle with, with her joints a little bit. So I asked a question in an email, and they replied back with a phone call and left me a voicemail. And the voicemail got transcribed. And I was able to take the text of the voicemail. If you long press onto where you see the text in the transcription, you can actually copy it. If you long press and then release your fingertip, you'll see the the little controls to copy it. And then you can take that text, paste it into a note, because one of the, one of the things that they were talking about with this was this medication name. And it did not transcribe it in, in the way that it didn't spell it correctly, but it spelled it in the transcription close enough that I was able to be like, okay, what is this medication? I've never heard of it. It's a weird sounding name. I was able to copy the text, paste it into a note. And then I was able to just single out that one word for the name of the medication. I can't even remember what it was. It was so weird. And I, I was able to do a search with that search term. And I was able to find, it, like I said, it just spelled it close enough that I was able to look it up and then read more about it. Now, can you remember? I can't remember what it was called because it was like weeks ago to, that I did this. But I just thought that was an interesting tip. That was just one example of how you can use the transcribed voicemail text to your advantage. And I'm sure you can think of other ways. Like sometimes if, and this is important, it's, I always appreciate people who have good phone skills because especially now that things get transcribed, when a person speaks clearly, 
it will transcribe the text a lot better than if a person just kind of mumbles or they talk really fast or they, or, you know, if the cellular connection cuts in and out as, as they're recording it. So, you know, you're kind of at the mercy of the person on the other end and their connection. But I just thought that was interesting that you can do that now. Yeah, that, it is. Yeah. Something very useful. Uh, let's see what else. Um, I guess it's sort of kind of a topic, sort of kind of a tip. Well, you know what? Actually, I'm going to save that for next. I'm going to I'm going to go to the next thing. The next thing is kind of a tip and kind of an update. Uh, we talked at length last few episodes about switching to Mint Mobile. And there's little things that I've learned along the way, things that are not necessarily a gotcha, but a like, oh, okay, I have to update that now. So things like, for example, I don't know about you, but for us, all of us, everybody in our family, we lost our, not that it was that big of a deal, but we lost our outgoing voicemail message. And for me, I, for me, it's, per, it's, it's important because I run a small business that when people call me that they hear my voice, I identify who I am so they knew who they're calling. But say, for example, my dad, I asked him, I was like, do you want to record a new outgoing message? And he said, nah, I don't want the spammers to get my name. And I thought, eh, that's probably a, a, a good thing to do. So you might want to consider that as you're switching phone carriers, that if you have an outgoing message that you really like, because you know how hard sometimes you have to work on it, depending on how you care about those things. I know I do. It usually takes me about five or like 17 takes to get it just <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I had my my little one do his and it, it's really cute. You know, it's definitely the outgoing voicemail of a 12 year old. It's kind of cute. Uh, but anyway, that's something to consider that when you switch carriers, you will lose your outgoing voicemail message and you'll need to re-record that. So you might want to have your script ready to go. And the other tip is that you also may or may not lose, we did, uh, the connection to payment apps like Zelle. Have you heard of Zelle? Have you ever used that for accepting payments? I've heard of it. I've never used it. You've heard of PayPal, Square, Venmo, sure. things like Venmo, that. This, yeah. is, this is the same thing. A lot of um, banks are getting on board I was with say, I think our like bank Zelle. uses mm -hmm. Zelle. Yeah, they're kind of uh, blessed and sanctioned by the banks, if you will. So that was something that we had had set up. I think one time we used it. We don't use it that often, but I think we used it once or twice with a fa another family member and something for some promotion or something. So I got a notification on both my phone and my husband's phone because those were the phones where it was set up, that because there was a carrier change, you needed to re-enable re that. So you need to sign up for that service again with your same phone number. But for some reason, it it's dependent on, it detects the carrier that you're with. So I haven't signed up for it yet, but that was a message that I got. So that was another, so those are two things that you will have to redo when you switch carriers. So be aware of that. Mm -hmm. And then um, another little update is that we were talking about smart home tech last time. And one of the things that I forgot to mention that we had added that I think is really fun and useful is we discovered that our garage door opener, it's made by Genie. That's the brand name. And of course, there's all kinds of brand names out there on the market. But you might want to look at your garage door opener and check to see if it has any kind of writing or descriptions on it, or if it has like a little Wi-Fi symbol on it, it could very well be that it is a smart garage door opener. And we tasked our teenager with that. And that was really fun when they set that up to make it so that when we're driving home, we can just say, hey, S lady, open the garage door and it opens. Or you can say, hey, S lady, close the garage door and it closes. And it will actually give you a notification 
when the garage door has been opened, depending on who signed up for it. So everybody in our family is now connected to the garage door opener and they get a notification when it opens or closes. So I think that's a really, really cool thing. I'm really, really loving the the smart home tech. I, I sometimes think, what if there's an apocalypse? I'll have to open the garage door like a cave person, but that's okay. I'm going to enjoy it for now. <laughs> yeah, we have the same thing. You said it was Genie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, ours is... Now, is that your current house or for your new house or both? No, for our current house, we have, I think we do have Genie, but it's a Chamberlain. Something oh, with Chamberlain. Okay, well, so cha- all I know it Chamberlain is, 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 garage is a door. Branding. The, yeah, mm-hmm. the garage door opener is, mm-hmm. is oh, I forget. No, I don't know. It anyway, could very anyway, well be that the door is one brand and the actual yeah, opener is a different. Yeah, but I know when we had new doors put on. They're all Wi-Fi. We have three garage doors. We have two in the front and one on the side, because it's mostly more of a shed. Mm -hmm. And so we have all the, um, you know, the outside um, garage door opener, you know, they hit the buttons Mm -hmm. to get in. We have that set up. And we also have MyQ. So it's the same thing. Like, I could be sitting here right now with you and go, oh, crap, I don't know if I close the garage door. So all I have to do is just open the app. It'll say, Elisa's garage open. I hit the button and it closes. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't have it set up to S Lady or anything like that. Uh-huh. I don't have anything set up that way. Everything Not I yet. kind of have is individual. <laughs> I don't know if I will. I really don't because yeah. when I mention it to the husband, he just like glazes over and you know his eyes just, just kind of stares at me. And I'm some, I mean, just doing the garage door at first, he was hesitant. Uh huh. But then one day when he closed it, I said, "Did you close the garage door all by yourself?" And he goes, "I did on the app." I'm like. <laughs> you go boy oh, that's the best <laughs> i love it yes he got he does get all excited when he can do it all by himself and it's and it's cute my husband does the same thing like he gets so proud of himself when he does something <laughs> but well, see, yes, I, I do the same thing too then when i cook something that doesn't set off the smoke alarms then you know he kind of pats me on the back well, i don't Good know job. what that experience is <laughs> like well yesterday he called me he was working late and he says i have to send some documents you know to this person um, How do I do it? Uh-huh. And I'm trying to explain to him, well, take a picture uh-huh. and attach it to your email. And he's like, slow down. <laughs> but I think, he, I think he was able to do it. Yeah. Because I, I, I said, I, I went I along hope. with him. I opened, up, I opened up my mail app and I said, I'm going to do this with you. I said, do you see this icon? Click here, then mm-hmm. click here, and then make sure it's, it's all correct, and then hit the send button. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I did it. <laughs> I said, send me a test yeah. to make sure that you're doing it correctly. And he did. He sent me a tech, you know, a test email. I'm right. like, yep, I got the picture. Okay, everything is good. You should be able to handle this now. Yeah. I love it when my dad tells me that stuff, too. He's like, you would be so proud of me. He's like, I was, or it, sometimes I'll try to explain something to him and he gets a little frustrated. Like he doesn't want to try it because he's just not familiar with it. He goes, you're going to try to turn me into a geek. <laughs> I'm like, well, I could try. <laughs> And there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all, especially not on this show. <laughs> so, yeah, so those are some little techie updates. Um, and then my other, like, main topic that I wanted to share about is, and I know we, we talk about this a lot, but I just I just can't help it. I just, I love 1Password. It just, <laughs> it's just part of my life. It just, I can't live without it now. <laughs> I'm sure they planned it that way. Oh, I have a little tip within 1Password. Okay. All right. So, well, you want to give us a tip? Yeah, because it's a short tip. So, I was having a very difficult time to have 1Password work. It was mm-hmm. not working. I use Chrome. It happens. And it, 
and it just wasn't working. I have the one password icon in the toolbar, mm-hmm. and I have it in the menu bar. Yeah, that's And when confusing. I clicked it, well, not usually, but mm-hmm. it just wouldn't work. When I would click the toolbar, it wouldn't let me use Touch ID anymore. I had mm-hmm. to actually type in my password. And then if I did it in the menu bar, it would say, add the one password extension to Chrome. I'm like, yeah. I already have it. Yeah. So then I would delete it and I'd re-add it. Or I'd say, well, maybe because I'm not signed in online, so I'd sign in uh-huh. online. Still wasn't working. I would you know, close the browser. What you have to do to get it work is restart the computer. Oh, really? Because okay. once mm-hmm. I restarted the computer, everything has been fine. Interesting. Yeah, it seems I have that same issue with Safari. With And I haven't noticed it with Firefox, but with definitely with Safari, it's like there's two plugins or there's two extensions, I guess they're called now. And I always get confused, like, well, why are there two of them? And which one does which? And I always kind of get confused. I'm still not exactly clear on what's the best setup because I I keep tinkering with it. And then I forget what I checked the last time and what I unchecked this time. So if I ever figure that out, I I will share that. Well, what I'm going to do soon is I'm going to upgrade to uh, 1Password 8. Okay, so I did upgrade to it on my iPad. I'm, I'm getting ready to do that, too. And I did do it on the iPad, and it is very different looking, I have to say. Um, my iPad is not the my main daily driver, and it has a new home screen. And yeah, I'm not quite sure how I feel about it just yet. And I'm not sure how you're going to like it either, because it is very different. It It looks more like a website instead of an app now, if, yes. if I had to give you my first impressions on it. And so you have to tap to get the the sidebar to slide over. So this is, yeah, it's very, very, it's different enough that there's going to be a learning curve. Like when I when I open up 1Password 8 on my iPad, you know, it gives you these tiles at the top. 1Password 8 is here. What's new in 1Password? And then you slide, Safari extension, customize home. So, it, you know, it gives you, let's see, there's one, two, three. There's four different tiles across the top. You can slide through those. You can X them out, which I haven't done that because I want to review them. And then there's just, it just starts out with favorites. It just has a whole bunch of favorites. And, you know, I'm not sure I like that that much because it's not just me. I'm... I'm using one password for families where I have multiple vaults across different family members and I have a bunch of things favorited that I guess, I don't know, I guess I just like, I like being able to type to it. I don't know that I necessarily want to see all of this. I mean, you can, you can tap a disclosure triangle arrow to, you know, uh, shrink it up so that it's not in your way. Well, maybe there's a setting you can get to that you can change it to your vault as the primary thing you see. Yeah, that's what something that I will look at. Um, You can customize things, you can drag them in different orders. So it's very customizable. I just haven't dug through all of that stuff just yet. So yeah, it's just very, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just very different looking. And it's just something okay. I'm going to have to get used to. So, Okay, so I guess this means, mm-hmm. listeners, that once we both download it on our computers and on our I- iOS devices and we have time to like really work it and look through it, another one password mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That, that episode's going to write itself, basically. <laughs> so yeah, just I would say just put it on one device. Don't just do it on all of them at the same time. I would put it on one device and see what's new about it and see how you like it because I think there's going to be a bit of a an adjustment period. Yeah. Well, say. I'm going to read about it first. I'll mm-hmm. do a little bit of research and I'll probably put it on my Mac first. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I'm guessing you could, I I guess you could still use 1Password 7. You could, you know, go back and just launch it because they're two separate apps. Right. So I'm sure they do that on purpose so that people can, you know, take the time to make that adjustment. So we'll see what happens there. But in the meantime, uh, I am using 1Password a lot for something like I guess you would say it's like a new phase in my life. Um, we are in that that sandwich generation where my husband and I are the good old mayonnaise and we're trying to hold it all together and some days are better than others. Uh, so we are now assisting in the care of our parents. And I'm not complaining, but it's just something we have to do on top of, you know, raising teenagers. It's a little exhausting at times. Um, but I am so thankful to have tools like 1Password that make it just a little bit less uh like I want to scream all the time. <laughs> and so one of the, the features that I really have been using a lot in 1Password is the tags. I now have a tag called Portal. And this is something you listeners, you might want to try out. Uh, so many patient health portals <laughs> for every new specialist for a parent. And, and there's more than one parent that's involved here. For every new specialist, they have their own patient portal. Sometimes they're linked together to some main, like my chart. Like I know my chart is one that's used across the country because my dad, 3,000 miles away, uses it. I have a my chart. That's where we kind of managed our COVID uh, appointments and stuff like that in the beginning. Like in the beginning, remember back in the day when, thank God this is behind us, but remember back in the day when we all had such a hard time trying to get appointments. Mm-hmm. Well, I was trying to get an appointment from my mother-in-law at the time because they were like the first, you know, to go to be able to right. sign up for appointments. And remember, we had to like refresh the page and, you know, all this stuff. Well, I signed her up for different portals, different patient portals for the local clinics and things like that. And so, mm. you know, so mm, she has the same thing, extra, you know, patient portals from that. And so I finally, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm just gonna, I need to know just these like I think there's seven now. There's seven different portals that I must interact with for, you know, communicating with doctors or requesting facts be sent or ordering prescriptions or updating a medication, all that kind of stuff. Or looking, you know, downloading instructions from the doctor. There's just there's just so much of it. So that's one of the things that's been really helpful is to create a tag and call it portal. And now, you know, when I go to the vault for that parent, I open their vault and I immediately go to the tag section, I click on portal. And then like, you know, say I'm going to sit down, that's going to be part of my task day day is, you know, communicating with this doctor and finding out what this prescription is for and finding out this or download, you know, um, there's an upcoming uh, appointment that I have to do a pre check in for it's like a pre flight, you know, you have to check in ahead of time. And you have to fill out all the, the things on the mm-hmm. form and stuff. And so that having that tagged portal has been really, really useful. Yeah, I I used the word dad. Mm-hmm. So anything that related to my father, I just tagged with dad. So I when I was looking for something, mm-hmm. because I didn't have as much, like we don't have portals. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to deal with any of that. So for him, it was it was just like to his bank account and mm-hmm. his um, um, telephone bill and his cable bill and, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I could just go dad and then all his logins were right there. I started out that way. I had a dad tag. (laughs) We all start out with the dad tag. Uh, But then things kind of progressed and I started helping him out with more things. Uh, And so now instead of having a tag for the person, they each have their own vault. So they have their 
like my kids, my husband, like they have their own personal vault, but then I created a shared vault. And so anything that is shared, you know, goes into that vault. And the way that I have it set up with my dad is, and, and he's totally fine with this and he likes, you know, the, the help that I've been giving him. The way that it's working for us, just in case it might help somebody else, is I have a shared portal set up for my dad. I'm sorry, not a portal. I have a shared vault set up for my dad. We're using one password families. And then what I did is on his, and I walked him through how to do this. We did screen sharing and stuff on his on his iPhone, he has one password installed and I sent him an invitation so he can have his own private vault to if he wanted to save stuff, but he doesn't really have the need to do that because he likes me helping him with it. So then I walked him through how to, in the settings, make the default vault where anything new gets saved, not his private vault, but his shared vault, the one that I invited him to as a family. So now every time he adds something new, so like, you know, for example, this happened the other day where he didn't under, and it happens, it's just, I understand. He got confused about something where I had already set up a login for him and I told him, but he, he forgot or, you know, didn't understand which one it was at the time. And so he went, to sign into something but instead of clicking login or sign in he created a new account and it wasn't until he got through the form that it then said oh you already have an account and then it dawned on him oh and so he looked at one password and he saw that that i already had made a login for him so he just used that but now he has that duplicate and sometimes he doesn't always know like how to clear up the duplicate so i just kind of go in as like a part of just maintenance or housekeeping i go in and i just clean up the duplicates and that that happens a lot it happens with my clients i see that where they don't remember that they had a logger they just they just periodically like forget how to do things and so they might end up creating a new account or they might create a new password, but then they forgot to delete the other one. Instead instead of just editing the entry, they just create something new. So it's And just- sometimes what happens is when you have a login and, and they require like a bank, a lot of times they require you to change your password after yes. 90 days or whatever yes. the case. Yep. And what will happen is you put in your new one, it comes up on one password, create new or update existing. Because I know what my husband's done a lot is he'll do create new. I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. You want to update the existing. That's very And then we have to them. go in and I have to switch it for him to say, okay, mm-hmm. this is what happened. This is why you, you're, you're, you're choosing your old password and that's why you can't log on to this mm-hmm. site. It gets very confusing and it's not necessarily the fault of one password. It's just how the database creates things and names things. And what I've also noticed is that sometimes you might create a new password but it just saves it in one password as a password entry and not right. as a login. Right. And you forget to go, you're like, well, where did it go? I can't find it, even though you're trying to search for it. And the other thing is that makes it difficult is the the thing, like, let's say you called it your, um, you know, let's say you called it your, your New York My Chart or something like that. Well, it's not going to be called that. It's going to be called some long like URL or some product name that has nothing to do with what you thought it had to do with. And so you don't know what to look for. Or when you're that doing a search, it doesn't mortgage. come up. That happens mm-hmm. with the mortgage. So if your bank is my Main Street Bank, right. you look up Main Street Bank. And then you um, – because that happened to me. I had to change my password on the mortgage site. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it came up change your password so I changed it and then when I went back on to look for it it was not there mm-hmm. so there was a lot of finagling I had mm-hmm. to do you know I'm trying to do a search I couldn't find it so I ended up having to go into 
the passwords that I created mm-hmm. from most recent and go yes. backward and go, yes. okay, there's the password and then right. attach it to the mortgage company, which might be called mortgage company and right. not Main Street Bank mortgage company. Right. And then the the URL that you use to register for an account or sign up for account is different a lot of times than the actual login URL. And so yes. that gets frustrating. Yep. That gets really like it happened to me when I was at the doctor's office. I was so frustrated because they asked me a question about a medication. Of course, I didn't have it like ready to go. And so I needed to log into the portal to go look at the medication list because they were comparing apples to apples. And it just wouldn't find it like it wouldn't detect it. And and I'm like fumbling around with it. And I'm so frustrated because you know how you know how it is when you're at the doctor's office and like they only give you like 15 minutes. Like, I mean, you're just in and out and it makes your head spin. And I was so frustrated with it. It finally did work. But I guess I just get frustrated with things. And again, I'm not I'm not ragging on one password. It's it's the way that these websites are designed. A lot of times, a lot of times they're just designed horribly. They're not designed with user experience in mind. And they're especially not designed with the user experience of a senior citizen in mind or someone or not even just a senior, but somebody who's just not very tech savvy or I don't even know if that's the right word, just somebody who's not familiar with it. But I I consider myself to be tech savvy and I struggle with this stuff. So when, when I when I do struggle with things, I think to myself, what the hell? Like I'm struggling with this. How is my right. dad going to get through this? You know, right? So I can I can totally empathize. Maybe I'm just getting older. I don't know, but I can totally empathize with sometimes when he's like, I almost threw the phone across the room. Like I I, I start to feel that rage too. <laughs> so another tip, I don't you you probably already do this, but I know when I made appointments for my parents in I use Fantastical, I had a color coded calendar for them. Oh, yes. Anything I did for me, like right now, anything I do for me is in blue. If I buy a concert ticket or a play ticket or baseball or anything like that, that I call entertainment, that's in red. That's my entertainment calendar. And then for my parents, it was purple. So that if I just, I could delete all the calendars except for my parents, and at a glance, I could see what appointments they had coming up. It's so much easier than having to look through each, every, every, you know, each and every entry and say, that one's mine. That one's mine. That's my father's. So I'll tell you what, uh, aside from one password, maybe even more so is is calendar, a, a calendar app. I cannot live or function without a calendar app. I, I do the same thing. Like you said, you use Fantastical. My calendar of choices is Riatl's Calendars 5. And I'll tell you why, because this is another real world example. Uh, took a parent to a doctor's appointment and they asked me a question when did this parent receive their last like dose or their last you know thing and I was like oh I kind of froze I was like all right hold on I can do this I can do this in calendars five you can uncheck so just like you I have a separate calendar for everything and everybody's their own color of course you know what color uh, mine is <laughs> blue no. Guess <laughs> 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 again. <laughs> so in the, uh, they call it the, the hamburger menu. If you go into the hamburger menu, menu on calendars five and you see your list of calendars, and I have so many, like, I mean, even the kids have separate calendars. They have a separate calendar for their course schedule, like for all of the periods of their classes I, that I, you know, populate in there. Then they have like their own, like say their homework calendar, um, then we have a school activities calendar. I have my my small business calendar. There's a calendar for every family member. There's a calendar for, we have a separate calendar for travel. 
so that, you know, whoever's coming in, flying in, flying out, you know, I, I put that on that separate uh, travel calendar. I've one for anniversaries. Uh, the reason is because what I'm going to explain here is that you can uncheck the calendar. So what I did in that situation when they asked me, I was able to uncheck every single calendar except for that parent's calendar. And then you can view it in different modes. So you can have list view, day view, week view, and month view. If I tap list, it just gives me a list of every of every date, of everything that we put in there. I was able to just view it that way in a list and scroll back through time and look for the last appointment that they were asking about and say, oh, it was July 27th. Mm-hmm. That's, I that's just, exactly I, what I used to do. Oh, I just, I, I love being able to do, to do that. It, it just takes the pressure off of having to remember every single thing or have, I mean, you know, there's, I always tell people it's about using the right tool for the task at the time, the right tool for the job. And in this scenario, the calendars app in list view for me was the perfect tool for that job. Yeah. It's it's where everything was scheduled. It's almost kind of like a journal in a way. It's kind of how you keep track of things in a chronological sequence. And I just mm-hmm. I was really really happy to have that tool. Yeah, and you at can't do that if you don't color code your different people. Right. Cuz yep. I I've been in the same situation where I'd have to say, "When was the last time he saw his GP?" and I could uncheck all the other calendars yep. and say, "Okay, it's been 5 months. Mm-hmm. We need to go." Mhm. Yep. Yeah, calendars are really indispensable. So so that's our, our little TED Talk about uh, helping to manage your parents' health care should the need arise. And of course, because I've also mentioned this a thousand times, I also use do for mm-hmm. reminders. You know, call yep. lawyer Thursday at 9 a.m., call yep. doctor about such and such, call you know, cancel such and such subscription. Right. Reminders are yeah. also indispensable. So I use that constantly. It could be something as simple as... You know, text Melissa tonight at 6 p.m. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do it all the time. In fact, and, and I, a lot of it, uh, I would say the majority of it, I've had to get really good about how to phrase things because I use that HomePod Mini. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it really literally is my digital assistance. When I'm home here in the house, it's awesome because I just tell the HomePod. <laughs> I could just offload it from my brain. Mm-hmm. I don't have to like keep track of it. I could just and she confirms that she put it on there and then occasionally like I'll double check and make sure that it's there. But that has been just indispensable. So I really, really love that. So I think that's all I have for the little topics that I had, but you said that there was something you were gonna surprise me with. What yeah, you nothing up your sleeve. Well, it's nothing nothing special. But I was, you know, doing some digging around the other day and I f- came across two old iPads that have just been sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. So I said, let me plug them in and see what's going on here. One of them was my, I think it is, no, it's not my original, but this one was an older one. And then the other one is an iPad Air fourth generation that I bought in 2012. Took 24 hours for this baby to charge. Wow. You and your batteries. I (laughs) I plugged it in. And I couldn't, nothing, like nothing happened. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, it's dead. It's like completely dead. It took hours before it would even show me how it shows you the battery with the little red line. So it would show me 3%. It, like I said, took almost 24 hours for this one to open or to charge up. The other one, I'm just going to take a hammer to it because what it does, (laughs) how do I explain it? So I plugged it in. They, They plugged them both in at the same time. I plug it in and it would show the apple and then disappear and then it would show the apple and then disappear 
and it would show the apple and disappear. Oh, and that's I've exactly that. yeah. what happened with an old it's like a iPhone. Loop. It's like an old, uh, uh, I think it was uh, Shane who was asking me if I had an old iPhone that he could use as an iPod. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, I think I have one. So I plugged it in and I was going to wipe it out and give it to him. And it did the same thing. It showed mm-hmm. the apple, it disappeared. It showed the apple, it disappeared. So that one got the hammer treatment. Said, sorry, <laughs> sorry, no can do. Because he didn't want to use his phone when he went to the gym. Yeah, yeah. So him. he's like, okay, I'll go. To, I'll have to use my phone. So, um, yeah, so that one's doing the same thing. So that one, I don't even know what it is. Mm. All I know is that it's a keyboard case because I had gotten a Kensington Bluetooth keyboard case, with the, and I, which I never used. So that one gets the hammer. So the thing with this one is, okay. Okay, so this is, I'm showing Melissa, obviously, people can't see it, but you can see like the old icons on it. Yep. It I goes know them well. <laughs> up, yep, it goes up to 10.5, mm-hmm. maybe, and it keeps asking me if I want to update, and I keep saying no. Well, wow. what's kind of cool yeah. is I'm opening up Downcast, and there's this whole list of, of um, videos that I used to watch, video podcasts. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, what is this one? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about this one. It was oh. showing October of 2015. It's like which, a little time capsule. Yeah, but it didn't download the older episodes of these particular ones. So I'm looking uh-huh. through them, like, oh, this one I still subscribe to. This uh-huh. one I still, but it's on YouTube now. And uh-huh. this one, they, you know, this one stopped years ago. This one they don't make anymore. Huh. Here's the issue that I'm having because I thought, well, this might be something cool to play with. Yeah. So here's the thing. <laughs> I'm opening Downcast no right now. Okay, so because I don't have a table over there with a, an Amazon Fire, <laughs> the Galaxy, and my father's iPad that I haven't touched yet. So mm-hmm. I've got, all right, so now I just opened, so you can see I just mm-hmm. opened Downcast, mm-hmm. hit the home button. It doesn't go to the home page. Oh. I can't get out of it. Oh, no. So, oh, see, now, see now, now it just made a liar of me, and I did. Because it crashed. Because certain times I can't get out of it. So I went online and I said, how do I, you know, how do I do this? You know, what do I do? And everything I saw said, up to now it's downloading a current video that I subscribe Uh to. Huh. (laughs) Interesting. Oh my gosh. So, and and it was already on the internet. It, you know, I didn't have to, you know, didn't have to put in a new Wi-Fi password or anything. It just was back on. And so it said, do a hard reboot. Uh-huh. Two different ways of doing a hard reboot. You right. either hold the button at the top and the home button, it said. Uh-huh. It'll, what'll come up is that slide to turn off. Right. And you but just keep don't holding. let go. Right. Just keep holding it until mm-hmm. it turns black. And then when the apple comes up, then you can let go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Never happened. Mm-hmm. Then, another thing, then another thing said, hit the volume up, hit the volume down, then hit the, the on off button. Yeah. I think that one's too old for that. Yep, didn't work. Yeah, that's for a newer model. Uh-huh. Didn't work. Huh. So when it, it gets stuck in that full screen, what happens when you double press on the home button? Can't you just swipe the app up to quit it? It just stays stuck on there. Can't do anything. Oh, it just like locks up, it sounds like. Because that sounds so, to me like that might be like maybe an iPad. What what version did you think? You don't, you're not sure? It's, let me see. In general. Actually, actually, it's making a liar out of me, and it's it's working okay right now. Doesn't that always happen? <laughs> that always happens it to me. It is version 9.0.2. 64 gigs. Right, but it could go up to 10. But what yes. what model does it say it is? 
This is a iPad, iPad Air 4th Gen. Oh, okay. Hmm. I had to look it up. I put in the uh, model number. Is that the only app that gets stuck on it? Where no, it everything. Just... And the only way to get oh. rid of it, you mm-hmm. turn the iPad off. Right. <laughs> just turn it off and turn it back like, on again. <laughs> so if I get this thing working again, I don't know what I'm going to do with it because yeah. I really don't have any need for it. Yeah, I would So what I'm it. thinking, well, that's what I'm thinking about doing is yeah. just wiping it out to factory settings and mm-hmm. just going to the Apple store and saying, here you mm-hmm. go. Yeah, I would totally recycle it. And the other problem that it could cause, like you said, it's still connecting to the internet. If your iCloud account is still is still logged into that, that's going to cause oh sign out of it immediately. That's yep. going to cause all kinds of problems with sync issues and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would wipe it and donate it. That's what I was thinking about doing because mm-hmm. I mean, really, nobody has a use for it. If mm-hmm. I was going to use a second iPad, I have my father's, which mm-hmm. is. I don't remember how old it is, but it's more recent than this one. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, though. Might have been 16 or 17. Make sure that you turn off Find My iPhone or Find My on it, oh, if, yeah. it if it is turned off. And then when you're all done, go into your iCloud account. It's your Apple ID and then remove it. Like say, you know, lost or mm-hmm. sold or gave yep, away or I've something. I've done that. And get rid of that because I just feel like sometimes people don't do that or they leave it logged in and then they have all kinds of problems. Well, usually I have once. I have found that once you restore to factory settings, mm-hmm. it does that for you. Okay, that's good. It, it takes it off of the account for because you. Because it will say to you, yeah, yeah. you know, we're logging mm-hmm. you out of iCloud. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And then it doesn't show up on your, on your ID in the list mm-hmm. of devices. And then when I go back and I look and it's mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. But that has happened to me in the past where I had an old iPad that I've not forgotten about, but it was just something where... I don't know. I guess I, I held on to it because that was back before I would trade them in because I just held on to because I always thought I'm going to pass it down to one of the kids and we'll use it for an educational device. And, you know, for the most part, I did. And that's probably what happened was it was I, I'm pretty sure that was what was happening because I did have not my main iCloud account set up, but our shared iCloud account where we just have a shared set of contacts. And that's what this what the sticky thing was where. I was using it with one of the kids, but I wanted to be able to have our shared contacts in there. So I connected it to that iCloud account. And then there was a time where I would enter, you know, I forgot about that, like set it aside. And then I went to go enter a new entry, a new person's name or new business or something into our shared contacts and it wouldn't sync and it wouldn't sync and it wouldn't sync. Like what is going on? I would try rebooting and everything. And it's all because that old iPad was still connected to the internet. It was still connected to that account. And something had changed like this happens periodically where I don't know if it's like when a server goes down or or you install an older app and it requires some kind of reauthentication. I finally looked at it one day and here it had a message on it saying, you know, you need to reenter your your Apple ID password. It was waiting all that time mm-hmm. for me to authenticate it. And that's why I got stuck. So mm-hmm. that can happen when you have like an old iPad or an old iPhone in a drawer somewhere that you've forgotten about, make sure that you decide what you're going to do with it and then wipe it or at least log out of it because you never know when that authentication gets stuck in a loop where it's looking for that one more device where it's got to reauthenticate and it won't let you do anything else until you do that. So it could be, it could be asking for it in a drawer somewhere. Yeah. Be nice if I could get 20 bucks for it, but they're just going to laugh at me. Oh, I doubt it. Yeah. 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 I won't get anything. That's fine. I'll just, like I said, I'll just wipe it out. And Mm -hmm. next time I'm in the area, I'll drop it off at the Apple store and say, here you go. It's one less thing you'll have to pack when you move. 
<laughs> I still have the box for it, though. But <laughs> of, course, of course, the boxes are get, coming with me. Can't get rid of the boxes. We have I to know. have our, I, our shrine. There's just certain things I try to throw away. Yeah, like last year we were cleaning the garage, and I was going to throw away my high school yearbooks because I'm oh, like, oh, I looking, can get rid of those. I looked through them, and I'm looking through the, you know, the the the, the signatures in there, and I'm mm-hmm. reading. Some, and some people like wrote, basically wrote books. Aww. And I'm looking at some of them. I'm going, who are you? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. And I'm like racking my brain going, oh, wow. who is this person? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, they wrote wonderful things. I mean, I guess I was a great friend, but I don't know who you are. You know? <laughs> so, and I just oh, couldn't my. do it. I yeah. couldn't do it. I wouldn't. It. Your kids might want to look at that sometime. No, they don't care. They don't care. Mm, you think they don't. They might. One, yeah, they one saw out of three of them might. Yeah, they <laughs> I just couldn't do it. You know, yeah. there's just certain things yeah. that you keep that you go, this is really stupid, but you mm-hmm. keep them anyway. Yeah. It's the boxes for me. It's yeah, I do. I'm I have, looking at them right now. Yeah. I, all up, Well, you can't see, obviously, but all yep. up there on top Mine shelf. Mine are up there, too. <laughs> Same thing on the top shelf. My, my watches, my iPod. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the iPod Touch? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. finally threw out the boxes for the watch. I said, eh, I don't need those. The one I had a hard time getting rid of was the box for an old Apple EyeSight. Do you remember those? I still have one up there. It's a little barrel, about, about yay big. It was a no. Firewire. A camera? Yeah, yeah, it's a camera. No, right I didn't have I that. It even, came, it even came in its own little cylindrical case. I'm showing oh, it almost it, it almost it almost looks like a taller, thinner iPod home or um yeah, home pod, I, guess, I mean. I guess you could say. I mean it's all made out of a uh, aluminum it's yeah. got this barrel design and there's fire it and that rotates and it had mm-hmm. this little mount that you could uh a magnet mount that you could mount it. So there's the camera on the front there. It has a shutter that opens. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I see that. I'm tempted yeah. to try to find it. I think I have an adapter. I'm tempted to, to, to hook it up and see. It's only, I want to say it's like 720, so it wouldn't be nearly I as good as the I still have a wire fire cable uh-huh. for my second generation iPod. But the box, I mean, this thing is so tiny, but the box that this came in was this really huge square that it was a big cube, and it opened up in half and then, you know, the product was on one side and then all the literature, things like that were on the other side. But I was going to get rid of it and I thought, well, I'm going to, you know, open up the box and disassemble it and then I'll flatten it so that it's not a cube that I'm sticking in the recycling. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was like such a work of art. I took pictures of it because it was like a piece of origami. It was like designed in such a way that it folded up like a piece of origami with like angle folds and there was only I counted I think there was only like maybe eight pieces of little glue that held it all together it was just really really cool so I I just I don't know I'm a sucker for boxes I don't know why well Apple has great packaging it's so easy to open up their boxes Mm -hmm. to get the plastic that's why there's no end of unboxing videos I mean (laughs) (laughs) it's a thing it's like a whole industry now yeah, you don't care about the product inside. You just want to watch me take the plastic off. Well, we're like little kids. You know, people will ask me sometimes, you know, that have that, that are new to parenting and have little kids. And they're like, well, what kind of toys do you recommend? I'm like, I don't recommend any toys. Just give them a box. <laughs> because do you know how many times their grandparents or somebody, you know, who, who was well-meaning, their heart was in the right place, they'd give them a toy. And I swear to God, they wouldn't play with the toy. They would play with the box. They no, loved that's true. boxes. 
When my youngest turned four, we were having a party for him, and my mother always bought them a ton of stuff, and she wrapped mm-hmm. everything separate. You know, here's a mm-hmm. pair of pants, here's a, here's a toy, here's so they have know, more packages, pair of to socks, open. and right. he would rip them open, <laughs> and then he'd go to the next one, and eventually he goes, "More, I want more." And my mother was mad. He goes, "She goes, uh, that's really being selfish of him." I said, "No, he, he doesn't care what's boxes. in the box. He just wants to rip open the package." <laughs> right, right. You could, you know, it doesn't matter. You could put a stone in the box. He doesn't care. Right. He just wants yep. to take the wrapping paper off. Yep, yep. That she misunderstood, but she kind of created that little monster when, yeah. when she made so many. Because well, he never opened the box. He would yeah. just take the paper off and then throw right. the box aside. I'm like, whoa, 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 Sam, let's open the box and see what grandma got right. you. <laughs> but why, mommy? I just want the paper. <laughs> yeah, that's all he cared about. So, yeah, I don't know. So we should ask, we should ask our listeners as, as we wrap up for today. Are you, are you a box person? <laughs> do you have a hard time getting rid of boxes? Why do you like boxes so much? Join us. Well, that begs the question, Melissa, how would the listeners get in touch with us to give you that answer? Yeah, how would they do that? We have a variety of ways. Uh, You could go old school and you can email us. Our email address is podcast at geekishowever.com. And a big surprise there. (laughs) We also have a Twitter. You can at us at geekiest show. And we got our good old website. You can go to geekiestshowever.com and there's a contact form that you can fill out and that will email us too. Mm -hmm. I think there's just a couple more ways. Yeah, if you want to reach us individually on Twitter, I am at Alisa Paselli1. Melissa is at TheMacMommy and you can also reach her at TheMacMommy.com. So that wraps up today's episode 383. We thank you so much for listening. We will be back in a week or two. And until then, please stay safe.